Resilience is one of the terms we read and hear actually more often than ever before. If you would like to have a look behind the scenes of what it means for corporate leaders and how you could make resilience work for you and your organization, this episode will give you food for thoughts. And of course, the possibility to start on and implement right afterwards. At the end, it's all about implementation, what makes you more successful. I'm glad to have you here on air. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, a business professional, a corporate integrity council or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Academy and its leadership circle. With the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. And today, resilience will be on spot. And it's also a very nice story behind it, but more on that a little bit later. First, why should we as board members and business leaders think about resilience when it comes to business? I'm sure individually and in our personal environment, the term is more common than in the corporate world. For me, no matter what kind of system or, or organism, the resilience together with the resistance is crucial. Then, an organization, no matter what size, is a system. What I see in my daily work with non-executive board members, management teams or individuals outlines the importance, especially with, when it comes to incidents like non-compliance. Fraud cases, blackmailing, cyber attacks, extortions and all these kinds leading to forensic investigations externally or internally. Often, the sister of resilience, which is resistance, receives much more attention, which is absolutely fine as long as we do not forget the impact and importance of resilience as such. In short, lacking resilience will harm our organism and systems. Therefore, it is important when we want to lead with integrity and following our vision. Do you remember that I already mentioned that this topic brings a nice story along? Some months ago, during an executive board education and training, I was following a speech regarding resilience, an academical version of how resilience impacts individuals. But as you already might know me a little bit, I like the combination of practical experience and the theoretical aspects. So it came that the professor and I ended up in a long discussion what resilience means to corporates. Since then, we regularly share our observations as we are both convinced that resilience is and will be a key skill set 
of the future. And I can already let you know that she will be my interview guest in one of our next episodes. If I mentioned in the introduction that the term is heard more than ever before, it, is also, it also comes along with the fact that there are biases involved. Biases about resilience. Especially when it comes to the corporate level, there are still management approaches which are not yet including the behavioral aspects to the extent which I think is needed for successful leadership. Successful leadership following integrity and ethics. When we want to achieve a culture of corporate integrity, these biases need to be identified. When I reflect on the last 20 or 30 years, there is, clear in, there is a clear indication that organizations with a higher level of resilience will be and are much more successful. And here I also talk about profitability, adapting to new situations, protecting against negative external and internal events and attracting the right people. So isn't it worth to put resilience on spot? And when I ask that rhetorical question, I have the answer for me in my different roles. Resilience is one of the topics which has to be taken up at board level. It is not enough if employees must reflect on it and build it. Resilience is not to be delegated. These days, it might still be that resilience comes packed with other terms and definitions. No problem, as long as the goal is the same. And may I put you back to your childhood for a few seconds now? Do you remember that specific toy called Tumblr, Woobly Man or Roly Poly Toy? As a non-native, I had to look it up because in German it's just called Ein Stieh auf Männchen. That Tumblr was not able to stay failed. Again, not being able to stay failed. You can always fail. And the more technical explanation is when such a toy is pushed over, it wobbles for a few moments while it seeks the upright orientation, which has an equilibrium at the minimum gravitational potential energy. Interesting. Taking that metaphor of the roly-poly toy, we are all able to explain resilience to a five-year-old. Agreed? Otherwise, just take that toy and demonstrate what resilience means. And how do we do that within our corporate organizations or our boards, our management teams? In the same way, because we achieve that the potential of resilience can be seen, understood and implemented. With that, we support our organizations in an impactful way. And potential approaches, how to do that, will be discussed in a few minutes now. I would like to work with two different def definitions to make the term more tangible and to prepare it for implementation on different levels. First, which is more specific for corporates than the one I introduce a little bit later, is resilience is the ability to adapt, recover and thrive in the face of shocks that are internal and external as well as unknown and unanticipated. Taking a closer look to that definition, we see that the key components lead us to further questions. Some of them we already discussed in other episodes, like the adaption in episode 10. The ability to adapt in a manner that protects the assets and allows successful business in the future. 
which immediately leads us to thrive. In parallel and after the adaption, it is important that an organization and organism can recover. Please be careful and do not the same mistake as a lot of managers and leaders do. The mistake of leaving out recovery will be paid with a very, very high price tag. Every shock impacts actionability of individuals, teams, and at the end also the organization itself. I'm not saying that everybody needs a month off, but it needs to be an ongoing process to ensure that the entire process can be successfully managed and implemented. And of course, digested. And that is what I will already lead me to the next definition, but please hold on. Before we switch, we need to talk about the drivers of the incidents, which leads to a shock. This can be internal or external. Internal could include non-compliance, any white-collar crime pattern, which is recognized internally, external investigation based on whistleblowers. These are just examples. External, external incidents are for CEO fraud, cyber attack with extortion, but also other external shock like pandemics. And these shocks can either affect our organization known or unanticipated. Depending on the maturity level of the risk identification process, the risk management you set up, you will have more or less surprises. And more about that can be found also in episode four, how we set it up. Of course, there are always unforeseen and unanticipated shocks which need to be managed too. Why not spending a session in the board discussing the implemented processes regarding the unanticipated shocks? I think it would be worse. And now let us switch to the second definition, which is much broader and will also put ourselves on spot when we reflect on it. It is quite simple. Resilience means digested experience. What does it mean? Why does experience influence resilience? And what is the part of digestion? That theory says that experience without digestion does not lead to resilience. Experience needs to be internalized to increase resilience. That aspect can be analyzed either from an individual or organizational standpoint. On personal level, it would mean that the incident, called shocks, in the first definition only leads to resilience when it becomes internalized. That leads to the next question. How can I internalize a shock in the corporate environment? What I see when such shock or incidents of, uh, affects an organization is that at the beginning, the necessary attention is given due to the fact. At later, when the first wave of the shock is over, the attention span rapidly decreases. The willingness to learn and to increase resilience is hardly given. It starts with the human behavior of not putting the topic onto the agenda of the board or the management team, delegating to the next level, whatever the next level is, necessary investments to increase resilience, which often means implement what is needed based on the experience made, are not budgeted. And that's a risk. 
when we take the example of an incident in the environment of white-collar crime. As we know, more than 90% of these cases are done by insiders. After such an internal investigation, we have a lot of insights, what went wrong, and these loopholes must be corrected to protect the business in the future. That is the digestion part of an experience. Following up on the incident, accepting what happened and strategically decide and implement the measurements for the future. My question now for you, and also as a take-home or take-to-the-office assignment is, what is your organization's digestion strategy and process after a shock? The second one, how could you improve that digestion process to increase corporate resilience? Coming back to my initial question, whether we talk about the hype or asset when it comes to corporate resilience, I think you know my opinion. Corporate resilience is an asset or can be an asset. Using the term as buzzword is a hype. I do not support it all. Organizations which already have a high level of resilience do not talk about it at all. They just learn from and digest the daily experiences, incidents and shocks the small ones and the big ones. Nevertheless, it is a topic which belongs to the strategic and operational level of an organization. We as board members or executive teams, we have the duty to protect our organizations. In the long run, resilience will support the vision. And having said that, also our individual resilience is an asset we have to take care of. The more resilient we are, the better we can support our organizations. And finally, the two questions to reflect on, again, I think you haven't forgotten that and which could also be, uh, be brought up to the board is really about what are our strategies and processes after the shock and how do we improve the implementation processes. And this was episode number 19 of The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. Following the belief, corporate integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stierniemann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.